Welcome to the House Rules Podcast, our first episode. Adrian. Yes. What is the House Rule Podcast? If I were to give it a synopsis, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, honestly, this is just going to be f- for us to have fun, and we want to kind of deformalize real estate content. Um, I know you and I are both fans of real estate content. We like social media. We like video. Um, but I think we both agree that real estate content in general is kind of generic or um, like you only get the highlight reel of, yeah. of someone's career yeah. and you don't really get to see the true sides of it. But I, I think most importantly, this is something for us to do that's going to be fun and hopefully people enjoy it. Yeah, that's one of the things that when we were thinking about starting this was I I noticed that there was a a gap in the in, in the way that realtors and not just realtors but just professionals communicate with their clients and and especially in real estate how many times do you see these little videos it's like 1 minute market update oh everything's great it's a good time to buy and sell you do this and it's, and it's or it's if it's not that it's Sold. I sold this. I sold that. I sold this. Just listed. Pending. Yes. Sold. It's like you said, it's always highlights. But people aren't dumb. People can see what stage. People can see, they can see through that. And I think people want authentic. And I think this would be a good opportunity to be able to present ourselves in a more authentic manner. And, And not just ourselves, but bring forth people in the community from different walks of life from, you know, the lineup that we're going to have with people from all work. So actually our next episode, we're gonna have two really interesting guests and uh, we're gonna have people that do pools, people that are business owners in the community, people that, that know and interact with one another in this community. And I'm really excited to bring that forth in a really, in a different, in a different type of light. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I'm I'm super excited to have our guests on. Um, I think when we were kind of brainstorming episodes and ideas of, you know, what do we want to bring to the people, I got super even more excited about doing this because, to be honest, I'm not a huge podcast person. I, I don't listen to a, a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, me too. Um, I do like Joe Rogan, <laughs> obviously. All day, baby, all but, day. But um, I, I certainly don't know how to broadcast a, a, a podcast to people. And when I think when we kind of announced it to uh, on social media, I, I got a lot more excited about it because there was definitely some excitement in our local market from people that you and I both like and respect. And I think that was really reassuring to us. At least it was to me um, that that people would be excited to listen to this. And and even people outside of real estate were giving me feedback like, oh, I can't wait to to watch this or you'll be good at that. So I, I'm definitely excited. Um, do you want me to tell the story or you tell the story of kind of how we came up with the name? So we, we both saw that this was something that needed to be done, right? And uh, the name. Wait, hold on. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching Joe Rogan podcast like crazy in your office. For those of you that don't know. Or we still haven't introduced ourselves. I, 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 yeah, well, I think everybody knows. But for those of you that don't know, I love watching podcasts. I, I love, especially the Joe Rogan podcast, but I, I knew that there, like I said, I knew that there was something that needed to be changed as far as the way that we communicate with our clients. Because I, like I said, I 
can't look at these people in the face all the time and and I can and not know that they are always excited to just see, oh, he posted another soul. He posted another soul. Like, give me something that has some value. Give me some. I want to know who you guys are. And 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 I, that's where this became uh, an idea. So going back to the name, I actually don't remember. So what did I want to call that at first? You you came into my office and you were like, bro, What's we need to do a podcast. And I was like, I'm down. Like, I was like, I'd be happy to do something with you. And you were like, I already have the perfect name. What was the name? Real Talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's and a I, good name, though. It is a good name. And it's a good name for the other 17 real estate podcasts that are also named it. We, and, looked, we looked it up, yeah. and there was a bunch of content on yeah. Real Talk about realtors or real estate. And newspapers and magazines. And, yeah, everybody has Real Talk. Real Talk. And then, so we were kind of brainstorming ideas, and that's when I came up with house rules. And it kind of brought me back to my college days of, like, when you go to someone's house, you play beer pong with house rules. And what do you yell? House rules. House rules. <laughs> As you yeah. flip the table. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, for those of you, now, now that we, you know, that's the story behind this podcast. We, we want to bring forth a, a different way of communicating with people and it's not just going to be us two and that's really what's exciting too it's just not going to be us two it's going to be I mean the lineup that we have is unbelievable we are going to be talking to people from all over and all professions and other real estate agents as well which I'm really excited about that because people are going to get to learn about what these individuals do in the community but tell us a little bit about you who who are you so uh I'm Adrian I am the host of, of house rules. Oh, here we go. Co co-host. 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 <laughs> um, I've been selling real estate for eight years. I actually got into kind of like the family business. My dad was uh like a top producing lender for the last 30 years. He actually just recently retired. And my mom, she is a, a broker. Uh, I don't work with my mom now, but she's who I started working with when I got into real estate. Um I never knew. Uh, that I was going to get into real estate. But when I had joined the military after high school, I was uh, I signed up for the Air Force. And I really liked the camaraderie. I liked the, I, I love serving my country. And, but I think what I liked most about real, uh, not real estate, about the military was l- meeting people from different parts of the country, from different cultures. Um, it, it was just really cool meeting people from the South, people who grew up differently than me. And so that's what I liked about the military. How, I, how long were you in the military? I did four years. So I just did my one enlistment, one enlistment. right after high school. Um, but I couldn't stand my job. And it's funny enough, the job that I had was working with soundboards, microphones, and speakers, which that's sets what, us up for yeah, the podcast, even though, even though you set it all up. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's what I really liked about the military was meeting different types of people. But... My parents were like, dude, get into real estate. You'd be great at it. Like, I've always had a pretty good knack with people. Um, I consider myself a decent communicator and uh, can get along with just about anyone. So I was really nervous to get into real estate, though, because I didn't own a house. I didn't know anything about it. I think I was 24, 25, so considered young for the industry. But um, 
yeah, I, I basically started out as my mom's buyer's agent for my first year. And she kind of fed my business and kind of taught me the ropes. But wow, that was kind of my entry into real estate. And I'm certainly glad I did. You know, eight years later, we're still rocking and rolling and still in business. How'd you, uh, how'd you find real estate and how'd you get into real estate? So I, uh, growing up, we, we always lived in a rental homes and I, I always wanted to buy a home. I knew that I wanted to buy a home and I, and, and for anybody that knows me, when I get an idea, I do it like right away. Like a podcast? Yes. Like it's just, boom, let's go. And I like to just, I like to go, I like to go. I'm learning how to work on that. That's not always a good idea, but I, I, I knew that I wanted to buy a house. So I was in college and I still remember I went to this brokerage that was offering a, a class on owning a home. And when I went to this class, it was people, a college class. No, no, no. This, the, the brokerage was uh, offering a class okay. and, uh, and it was some agents. It was probably just like a, a, a home buyer to, yeah, seminar to, for leads and stuff. And I went to this and I realized I'm like, wow, I kind of really like the people that are talking, I could definitely see myself doing this job. And sure enough, I, I left there and I'm, and I knew I was a senior in college and it was either going to be that or law enforcement. And I ended up going and I ended up meeting who the guy who ends up becoming my mentor for the next, uh, you know, five years till, I mean, to this day, uh, I ended up meeting Gus Perez there at, at the PMZ office and, um, started helping him out. And really saw the opportunity that this was something that I really enjoyed because real estate is not something that's easy. A lot of people, but, you, but everyone's social media makes yeah, it seem like it's easy. Yeah. And the cars and the golfing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all that. <laughs> no, th there's a lot of hair pulling. I mean, I've cried many times like this. This isn't, if, if you're going to be actually working real estate, like a job, it's not easy. Is it very rewarding? Yes. But even though, it was from the very beginning, it was a struggle because I didn't sell a house right away. I mean, I, I came into this with a little bit of savings and uh, I remember Gus would always tell me, like, hey, you just, you just got to go, you just got to go, um, you know, show up early, show up on time, do this, do that. And, and I was like, man, this is, this is something I, I actually enjoyed. I really enjoyed. The challenge I, of it. Yes. And I, to this day, I was just telling you earlier, I, I still enjoy the challenge of it. And it's something that um, I, I end up getting to this because I initially wanted to buy a house and then I found myself selling houses and ironic. Yeah, I know. Luckily uh, I, I finally, you know, got my goal of being able to buy my house. So I owe a lot of, of what I have to this business. I'm very thankful for real estate, but it's something same. that I feel the same way for sure. Yeah. It's, it's something that came kind of naturally to me, but not, it's not easy. It wasn't given. It wasn't. It's and it still continues to be a struggle. There's still a lot of a lot of my friends. You know, sometimes it's it's um, people don't realize that, like, oh, you can make your own schedule. You could do this. You could do that. Yeah, but I but I don't have anybody paying me. It's a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. The flexibility of the real estate schedule is a, yeah. a blessing and a curse at the same time for sure. I don't have anybody that's gonna pay me. If you know, if if I go take a week off, yeah, I could take a week off, but who's gonna pay me? Nobody. Not and, me. Yeah. So, so I end up work. I end up joining there at PMZ and, uh, and, uh, I worked about six months uh, without a license. Oh no, I think I was licensed. That's illegal. <laughs> as an I'm assistant, reporting you right I, as now. an assistant, as an assistant. And, uh, I, I get my license and, uh, we decided to start a partnership. Gus and I, and he, he helped me out. He mentored me. And then we now, we're now at Remax and I'm about five years in 
now to this. And I, I can't believe it's been five years, really. But a, a lot of the, a lot of my businesses, a lot of my friends, my, my network, and a lot of the people that I, that I know around my circle. So to me, I'm very blessed to have that opportunity to work with all those people. But I, I can't believe that it's been already five years. I mean, for a lot of people, that five years may just be a blink of an eye, but it really is incredible how fast well, it's here and it's gone. You know, like the percentages of the washout rate of real estate, right? No. So 87% of realtors fail within the first two years of real estate. So you obviously being in the business for five years, having a successful business, you have surpassed the large majority of people who get into real estate. Did you say 80 or 87? 87%. That is a big percentage. But you wow. know that 97% of statistics are made up on the spot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I want to touch on something. Yeah. Because I know I've definitely cried in this business. What Do you remember the first time you cried in real estate and why? Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I can remember the first. I just, I remember the, my first big issue was with a, uh, a house that I was going to be losing a deposit for, for the buyer. And mm. the deposit was, it was, it was going to be an issue that basically they, they had falsified some paperwork and, uh, the, your buyer had yeah, done. Yeah. He had falsified some paperwork. So it you, did it, you help them with that? Or? No, no. <laughs> it wasn't my, it, technically it wasn't my fault, but I still, I felt bad. I, um, well, you, that was you, a rough situation. I, I definitely know that the biggest reason why I get stressed in real estate is, is carrying other people's burdens with, you know, the, the stress of, of a home sale or a home purchase. I think when you care about your clients, you carry that burden, that emotional toll with them. Because, oh, yeah. And, and so that's what I'm hearing from you is you were, even though they may have done something wrong, you still felt for them and didn't want to lose their money, right? Well, I I think when, when you get emotionally, especially you work with clients sometimes and, and you really do, I want that family to have a home. I mean, there's sure. some stories that you hear where they've been saving all their life and, and, and now they're getting kicked out of the rental home and, and they have a month and a half to move out. And I want that person to get a home. And then you have to go make offers and the, the, you're, you're competing with investors and people that are coming in with all cash. And you have to turn around and tell these people like, it didn't happen this time, but stay positive. And it's hard sometimes for people to, to understand that, that, you know, it, it's going to take a couple of tries, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a definitely a roller coaster. Like it's a very up and down business and emotionally. It doesn't know, have to be though. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's for, for me personally, my, my business has always been, I get very attached to my clients. I get emotionally sure. attached and it's something that it's been a blessing and a curse, like you said at the beginning, but I appreciate every single person I ever worked for. And, and I'm, and at the end of the day, I'm lucky that I'm able to do this and, and, and I don't take that for granted at all. Awesome. I, I don't remember when the first time I cried in real estate, but I definitely remember one time I was in my office. This was a, a few years back. I was in a, a Turlock office, not the one we worked in obviously, but um, I had some clients that had a, had a house in Patterson. That's where I live in Patterson. And they were selling their house, and they were in the process of purchasing a home in Idaho. And they had submitted an offer to this person who was selling their ranch in Idaho. And they had basically given a, a non-refundable deposit. 
Uh oh. Yeah, which of course they didn't get counsel from me on, but <laughs> either way, they they submitted this offer. They were they were under contract for this ranch in Idaho, and we had some buyers on their property in Patterson that also had to sell a house. So we had this like domino effect of I hate those. <laughs> they're the most stressful. Uh, so yeah. we had three houses all kind of lined up in dominoes, and. I remember talking to one of the agents on the first house, the first house that had to sell to trigger their house to sell, which would then work on the Idaho house. And I remember him telling me that they found out that the buyer for that house, who was using a first-time home buyer loan, had already owned another home. And I remember it was like a $10,000 deposit or something. Like It wasn't like a oh, small man. amount of money. And I remember kind of thinking like, oh, crap. These guys are going to lose their deposit. We're going to have to cancel, and they're going to have to find another house in Idaho. And I remember crying about that. And it ended up working out somehow. I don't it know. Did yeah, I don't know how. I, I don't know how a first-time home buyer loan goes through when you already own a home. But either way, it worked out. All the houses closed, and uh, actually, funny enough, that client ended up getting her real estate license in Idaho, and. Uh, yeah, so it worked out, but I, I remember crying in my office thinking, I'm going to lose these people's deposit, and they're going to have to start from scratch, essentially. Well, I think that's what is required in this business almost. You you have to have a nature of caring for people in, in a certain way because you have to take this responsibility of what it, – it's not a, it's not just some small matter that they're entrusting you with. I mean, some of these people are, this is their life savings that they're trusting you with. But most people's home is their largest asset. Like yeah. I would say a, a high, high percentage of people. Yeah. And the relationships that you get to build through that though, I mean, to this day, one of the ones that sticks out really a lot to me is one of my best friends is actually, he, uh, he lived in Modesto and he wanted to come out and live in the area where, where I, where I live, want to move out to Houston. One of the best towns in the 209, by the way. Shout out Houston. Whoop. Uh, he wanted to come out, live out in Houston, and he found a house that he wanted. This was on a Friday, and the house had just hit the market Friday. We go and list his house, and we get him in front of a loan officer. We do everything. We had him in escrow by Monday on the replacement property. Sick. Yeah. And, uh, I was able to help out one of my best friends do something like that. And, and that's something to, to this day, like he, he lives right near me now. And to this day, that's something that him and I, we always talk about how we, we were able to make that happen. Those are memories that I, as, as a professional in the business, like I don't take for granted. Like I don't think a lot of people realize it, but I really do have a, I, I feel like as a working individual in this industry, you have a lot of fond memories from well, clients that you look back and you, and you think, wow, I, I'm so glad that, that worked out for them. I, I'm really happy. And it's not all about the money because I feel like when you, when you make it all about the money, it's not something you're going to succeed with. I, I don't well, think, I think people aren't dumb. You know, yeah. I think the thing of the hard closer or the, the kind of like the used car salesman. Yeah. I feel like people nowadays, I mean, it, we're in 2021 about to be 2022. I think people can pick up on that so fast. It, if you're not genuine or authentic or they can sense that you're trying to make a sale off of them, they can smell that from a mile away. Yeah. And that's why I think 
agents or realtors or, or any salesperson that legitimately cares about their people, they're going to break through and, yeah. and do, a, you know, and obviously there's, there's all types of people and there's a, a thousand ways to skin a cat in real estate. And I think that's another thing that's cool is, and that's what I'm excited about bringing some other agents on is because what you might be good at, and what I might be good at are completely separate. Yeah, there's one particular agent that I'm really excited to have on. I think we're going to have him on in here in the next couple episodes. I'm not going to say your names, but... Uh, say it. No, no, no. I'm not going to say your names. Does, but, he, does no, he... But he does, does real he estate in... Uh, a couple different states. A couple different states. And uh, I'm really actually curious to see how he runs that. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, yeah. I, we'll I remember, save it for that episode. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. But uh, no, we have like... Uh, granted, we've, we have a lot of ideas for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I think having some non-real estate people on here that are business owners or even just like beacons of the community, I think is super cool. And I'm super excited to learn from other people, other walks of life. And uh, I'm definitely excited about the podcast. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I, I think, again, kind of going back to my original point, I think people can smell the salesman from a mile away. Yeah. And when you genuinely care about your clients and the, the outcome and the results that you drive for them, that your business will thrive and you'll get just like you. I mean, that's what you're, you've been good at is referrals, uh, sphere of influence and getting your name out there for doing a good job for your people. Yeah. Well, that, that's the way I was taught, you know, that's the way I, I was taught to do real estate. And I, I think you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. It, it's, it's kind of so interesting to me. It, it blows my mind how people, crave it's not even that they want they, they crave the authenticity now they, they want to be in a in a they want to have that and that, that is across all aspects it, it everywhere you go anywhere you do business it's a matter of the people you're doing business with you want to know that they truly have your best interest in mind and to a certain point yeah i mean not everybody's going to have your best interest in mind i think that's going to be impossible but it's nice and very refreshing when you do work with someone that's authentic and when you get to actually get to know somebody in more of, of a more more ways than just a one an minute inti clip. An intimate yeah. experience. Yeah, because that's something that I saw that why this podcast was so important is that this is not about brokerages, this is not about you or I, this is not about it, it, it's about the people that are going to be listening to this. It's about them getting to know what this is about. And in, in a way that's more, more real than just a one minute clip that I, that, you know, that I'd be doing and going, hi guys, today's market is really good. It's a great seller's market and, and a great time to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me today. <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, everybody right now has a friend that's a realtor and everybody's seeing those videos. Especially in California. Yeah. I mean, the bar to entry for real estate in California is so low and so cheap. Like, like if you were to go be a heart surgeon, <laughs> it would cost you years and, and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to become that. Yeah. But I think this, this is where, this is where the line gets drawn. Yes. It's easy to become a realtor in this state, but where does the line get drawn is when I always, and I, and I feel kind of bad saying this, but I always see people when they get their license, they're like, yeah, I did it. 
And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, oh, my God, you haven't done anything yet. Like, you, <laughs> you, you don't even know. That like, was the easiest part. That was the easiest part. And I remember being in those same exact shoes. I remember thinking, yeah, yeah I did it. And then all of a sudden coming in. And that's where the line gets drawn because anybody can anybody can get their license. But can you sell houses, number one? And then number two, can you continue to sell houses? Because even coming into the business, you can come and sell a house or two. That's fine. But will you be able to continue on that path and, and have growth and, uh, and make this a business? And, and that's where, to me personally, and I tell my wife this all the time, I'm very, very thankful for our network. If it weren't for our network, I don't know where I would be. And, and that's all the people that support me, from my closest friends to my, my parents to coworkers. I mean, the, the people that are around you, your network. And that's another thing that I'm excited about this podcast is to be able to grow that network. Well, grow the network, but also give our network a platform to speak on too, which uh, that is something that I'm excited about because I know we're going to have some of our vendors that we like to work with on here. We're going to have some agents that we are going to basically give them a platform and people are going to be like, well, why would you put your competition on your podcast? Because there's plenty of business to go around and my network or my um, relationship with that agent is way more important than losing one piece of business over it. That's a a scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I think there's, we need to have an abundance mindset and give people a a platform to say, Hey, we're, we're doing this. And if that can help someone that's listening or help us or help someone else, maybe not in real estate with their vision, then I think we've accomplished what we want to accomplish with this podcast is, is having fun first, but also providing value for people. Right. And one of the other episodes I'm really excited about is, is the uh, pool guy. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that's going to be a really interesting topic because I know a lot of people right now are looking to add value to their home. With it, you know, with COVID especially, everything kind of slowed down. So people are like, I want a pool. I want to do this. They want to make their house like their own sanctuary yeah. so they don't ever have to leave if they don't want to, right? Well, guess what? We're going to bring on the man and we're going to have a probably 40-minute conversation with him in depth. What do you need? What, what What's it going to look like? What the projects? When he's not just like a regular pool guy either. He, um, he works in a very high-end area in the Bay Area where he's got some very sophisticated, very wealthy clients. And I'm super excited to see what kind of not not just issues, but I, I want to see what his clients are like because I can only imagine how particular and detail oriented they are. So yeah. I know he's got to be on his stuff. You think he'll give me a discount on my pool? No, that, I think I don't think you could afford one of his pools. That's a joke. I am not building a pool. Not building a pool. You have a plenty of space back there. Yeah, but no, no. You already have a hot tub. That's like the best part. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's uh it's something that you know we're not the first ones to have, to have this idea either. This is something that well, I obviously think everyone's rocking with the podcast. Yeah. It, it's very interesting to see that. I, I love seeing that. I mean, there's podcasts for just about every single topic. I mean, I, I recently got into hunting, right? Like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. And I already bought all the stuff. <laughs> uh, Wait, didn't you tell us how patient you were earlier in the, no, nope. <laughs> I, yeah, I already bought all the stuff. I have my, I have a, turkey call that i'm working with right now that my wife hates yeah she's watching tv on i bet she loves that no but uh yeah it's interesting like i was saying i just got into hunting and you can go and listen to a hunting podcast you can go listen to any type of podcast that you want to learn about anything that you want to see them it's out there and it's and it's interesting to see for me 
how people are catching on to this, that it's, it is a more effective way to communicate. Well, it's kind of like an older, I mean, it's like almost like bringing back talk shows or, or even like radio, right? Which is kind of things that are dead. Speaking of bringing back, you're, you're right. I think that's, that is something that, uh, it's a, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, look, I got a record player right there. It's got, it's got Bluetooth. Yeah, but it looks like Mad Men with <laughs> your, your whiskeys and whatnot. I got a, re- but isn't that weird? I have a record player. I mean, think about that. The, the way that the cycle goes, and you're, you're absolutely right. I've never thought about it that way till just right now until you mentioned it. But you're absolutely right. We're, we're essentially broadcasting. Yeah, the way things used to be. Well, and I, I think. I think people are so sick of the social media era that we're in, you know, and I, I know we we kind of are painting pictures of realtors being the highlight reel on social media and, and not really sharing some of the hard times, but that's life in general on social media, right? right? Highlight. Uh, we went on this vacation. We bought this new car. We upgraded our house. Like, it's always a constant status uh, highlight reel for people's lives. And I think people have noticed how, I don't know if this is the right word, but disingenuine. Yeah. Is that, you're the college graduate here. Not English. Not English though. I always was bad at English. (laughs) I don't know. Not, not genuine. Um, it's fit phony, you know, like, um, I think people are tired of that. And that's why I think podcasts or radio or whatever, or just sitting down and talking with someone, is refreshing for people versus a 15. How, how long how, do you know re- reels on Instagram? Oh gosh. How long are those? I think they have to be less than uh, 30 seconds or something, which isn't that right there. How that is a perfect example of how, so which direction social media is taking us where well, it's same thing with TikTok, right? Fast, fast. And, and your, your attention needs to be grabbed quickly. And if it's not quickly, you got to let go. But I, I just refuse to believe that every human being out there has a goldfish mindset where they're just like, oh, I, I, I can't, I can't pay attention anymore. And like, oh, I think it's really bad for the human brain. Like, can can you sit down and enjoy a two hour movie at this point? Okay, that's a bad example because I love the movies. I, I have a heart. Like, I have a box of movies that I purchased throughout my adult life in high school years, and I have a hard time sitting for two hours through a movie without being on my phone or hopping, doing something else because my attention span is dwindling away. Yeah. And I think that is why this is so important because people don't get to have conversations with other people and have keyboard warriors. (laughs) What's that? A keyboard warrior. Oh yeah. Those are the best. When you lack that conversation and, and you, you lack then the potential to be able to, uh, change your mind on certain topics, learn, growth. These are all things that are very important. And this is, I'm, per, I'm specifically myself, I am looking forward to the growth that's going to come from something like this because the individuals that we're going to bring on, they're going to have their own ideas and we're going to, you know, talk to them in a long, a, a long time frame where we get to dive deep into the details of what they do, what they think, what they feel. And the listeners are going to be able to see what, What's what? You don't have to, you know, it's not going to be a 15 minute reel, 15 second reel where it's next, next, next. You you're, you have all the information here. You're going to have everything. You're going to get to know us. You're going to get to see what what this is about. And uh, it's something that I, I think is very crucial in today's age. 
for sure. Do you have uh do you have our talking points written down somewhere? No. What else? Uh that was it. Are we wrapping this thing up? We're wrapping it up. Actually, I think we, this we, is hey, kind of like a perfect little intro micro episode. We, we wanted to hit the 30 minute mark. Guess are where we we're at, at? Are we at 30 minutes? How many minutes do you think we've been talking? I think you just told me 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 32 minutes. Yeah, so it feels like less. I know. That honestly. that that's why this is this is something that uh it's, it's really really cool experience, but yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think one thing we should touch on before we wrap up the video is I think we should go over kind of some of our ground rules of I know you mentioned some real estate brokerages while you were kind of giving us your right. spiel on kind of how you got into real estate, but we want to 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 any of our listeners or to any of our um, guests that are going to be coming on, I know we wanted to make it very clear that we are fully brand agnostic. We are not here to pitch you on a brokerage. Um, or, or any real estate products. We're Ideas, not here to sell anything. Yeah. This is not a, a, it's not a solicitation. Yes, I think both of us would be stoked if we ended up getting business off of this somehow, but this is not the intention, and we definitely don't want to bring in brokerages because there was a little bit of drama between you and I doing this together, right? Well, we no, all, I don't want to say drama, we but all, we it's always, confusion. Yeah, we always have drama. Remember those days when we used to talk? What's that saying with, d- d- leave the drama for your mama? <laughs> Remember when we used to talk politics? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, so, so Jonathan, and I don't know if I ever even introduced myself, but I'm Adrian, and this is Jonathan, and uh, we used to work together at the same brokerage, and we would get into these heated, hor- I wouldn't even consider them he- debates. Heated. And, uh. There was a few times where we had some like very emotional tiffs where like I think you cussed at me and I cussed at you and I stormed out of your office because we were talking politics. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was like stepbrothers. Stepbrothers. But uh, I remember one time, yeah, you were like really mad. And I, I was probably not as mad as you. Oh, sure. But um, you do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so I know you could beat me up. And I'm like, I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want none, <laughs> but I, I'll hurt you with my words instead. Yeah. I, and I think I was like, you're a, you'll never be more than an average realtor <laughs> or something brutal. Oh yeah. I remember having a, those, those were good talks, but it's because we're both very, uh, opinionated. Yeah. Opinion. And, and we have, you know, we, we both like to think that, you know, what we stand for is correct. And ultimately, um. I mean, I, but I, I think that was the state of the whole country at that point. I mean, well, for sure. We're, so it was right around election time, yeah, for wasn't the, it? Yeah, exactly. For those of you that don't know this, what we're talking about was right around election time. And I remember, I mean, that was a state of, that was a picture of what the country would look like at that time. So For sure. Well, yeah. and, and totally, I, I know how I felt during that conversation. Like, as soon as you were trying to make a point, I uh, I built that wall, like, no pun intended. Yeah. And and well, I'm, I'm imagining, imagining you... Probably yeah. felt the same way when I was trying to f- stand my point. Very tribal. Yeah, Very. for sure. And and I think at this point now, after the election and kind of what's going on in the country, we're both like, dude, screw politics. Yeah. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's a good ending to this. And yeah, for uh, sure. we, we look forward to having many, many more episodes. And I'm so excited for the guests that we're going to bring on board and the people that are going to be able to join us. But, um, more than anything, I want to say thank you, and uh, hopefully this is a, a successful project that we can work on.
Yeah, I'm excited about it. And then what's the button for the uh, the applause? Oh, know? that's right here. All right. Yeah. Oh, dude, official. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you.